This episode is brought to you by Challengers Comics and Conversation. Go to challengerscomics.com and start the conversation now. Daniel's Law LLC in Georgia. Visit dlawllc.com. Kerberos Productions. The minds behind the games enter the pit and kaiju a go-go. Search for Kerberos, K-E-R-B-E-R-O-S, on Steam, or go to kerberos-productions.com to check out their growing catalog of titles. Hey there, CrossRip listeners. We've got a special treat for you. We've got another bonus episode. This past Wednesday, Sony and Ghost Core opened up their doors and invited some ghost heads and some press in. One of the highlights of the day was a Q&A panel that Paul Feig, Ivan Reitman, and Katie Dippel did after the trailer was shown. And the people at Sony were kind enough to provide us with the audio for everybody to hear. So uh, this is... This is a very special treat that we have in store for you. I want to thank Eric at Ghost Core and Katie and Alex at Sony. And uh, we need to send a special shout out to Ryan Ayers who helped us with a little bit of mix and audio help on this episode. So sit back and relax and listen to this Q&A from the meeting of the ghost heads that happened at Sony this past Wednesday. Here we go. Hello and welcome to this special sneak preview of the trailer for Ghostbusters. Great to see everybody. My name is Dave Carger. I'm the chief correspondent at Fandango. So it is my absolute pleasure to introduce someone who is, quite simply, a film comedy legend. Stripes, Meatballs, Twins, Dave, my personal favorite, and of course the original Ghostbusters, all of which he directed. He's also a producer on this new film. Please welcome Ivan Reitman. Thank you. Please sit down. When I see uh, the sea of uniforms in front of me, I keep looking for Bill Murray sort of sneaking in and mocking me. What do you think you're doing? You know, I can't believe it was about 32 years ago that Harold Ramis, Dan Aykroyd, and I were in Martha's Vineyard in the basement of his house up there and sort of basically crafting what became Ghostbusters. And we did it very quickly. We started shooting really the next fall. We did it, in, I think, the, around the 4th of July weekend, and we spent a couple of weeks. And by October 2013, we were shooting. And um, remarkably, this terrific movie came, came about out of it. We, we were all flying by the seat of our pants, moving very quickly, and um, and the movie became this sort of wonderful worldwide uh, success. And the thing that makes me the happiest is that it seemed to touch people in a special place. Um, it certainly it made them laugh, but somehow, and it's thanks to people like you, really, you're the heart of it, uh, the movie hung in there for all these years, even though really uh, the second Ghostbusters played 25 years ago. Mm. So it's suddenly very exciting to sort of contemplate and it's something that we wanted to do uh you know but there was various uh, conflicts in trying to get it done uh we've always wanted to do another ghostbusters and we got very lucky and uh because a man came along this very talented man who had a terrific idea for how to do it fresh and special and and make it the kind of event that the first movie was and so it's really a great pleasure for me to introduce uh, the director of the new film. Uh, he's really one of the 
uh, best comedy directors in the world. I think he brings a very unique vision uh, to everything that he's done, but particularly to this movie. He's the director of Bridesmaids and uh, Heat and last year's Spy. It gives me great pleasure to introduce Paul Feig. Thanks, Ivan. Thank you. No, 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 no. Hey, Tom. Hey, Val. No, 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 my God. Hey. Thank you. Thank you. You guys are looking pretty sharp yourselves. Uh, I got Oh, you are. Oh, yeah, 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 nice. I like the addition of the tie. Everyone, take that memo. <laughs> uh, my God, it's so cool to see all of you. This is really special. I, Dana's here, too. <laughs> that is awesome. So, oh, that's okay. Oh, God. See, I already blew it. Exactly. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, it's such a treat to have you guys all here. It means so much. I, I feel like I, I probably talked a lot of you over Twitter. <laughs> yeah, so it's good to attach uh, faces uh, to, uh, to Twitter handles now. And, um, but I mean, my, my history with this movie goes back to when it opening weekend, when it came out, I was in film school at the time in college and, uh, my friends and I had seen the ad and we're like, we got to see that. So opening night we were there and I'd never seen anything like it in my life. I mean, I'm a comedy fan for you know my whole life. It's all about comedy. I had never seen something like this, that, it, that combined comedy with science, with the supernatural, with action. And it just, I remember going like, oh my God, if someday I could do something like that, it would just be unbelievable. And then, you know, a couple of years ago when I was doing Spy, I got a call from Ivan Reitman who asked me to, you know, if I'd be interested in coming on board to do a new one. It was just really blew my mind. And uh, it's such an honor. And so I just want you guys to know that I really have such a love for this property, and, and what I really wanted to do is to bring it to a new generation and to give a new generation their own team. And when I see – what's your name? What's it? Grace. I see little Grace here, and then I get other – other uh, pictures of of these young girls uh, making the you know the new Ghostbusters costume and putting it on it really chokes me up because I just like the idea that now everybody's a new generation is going to have their own that they're going to love as much as the original guys and and and, and you know so it's out of a, a sheer love for the uh, for the property that we did this um, so we're going to show you the trailer now and uh, it's the first bite at the apple it's the first one out of the gate so uh i hope you like it and <laughs> i'm very, it just could not be more nerve-wracking showing you guys <laughs> this so i'll be in a cage in the back really that's right um you you're ready but thank you tom you're the best my god um okay i'm gonna show you now but again i just i really i really love you guys i really think it, it just it means a lot to me to see you all here and the, and the level of of fandom you have and support you have for this movie and not just about like being a star wars fan really like, oh, it's so cool this stuff but you guys actually go out and you do this amazing stuff for the community and you use this idea of ghostbusters to, to bring joy to people it's really it's a special special thing and i all i want to do with this movie is to just support that love uh and, and just know that i have that same amount of respect for it uh, and okay, here we go. <laughs> sure.
a class four apparition. That's okay, she seems peaceful. My name is Erin Gilbert, doctor of particle physics. Ah! That stuff went everywhere, by the way, in every crack. Very hard to wash off. We have dedicated our whole lives to studying the paranormal. Now there's sightings all over the city. There are people out there that need our help. Holtzman, you're a brilliant engineer. Erin, ah! no one's better at quantum physics than you. We can provide a real service. I'm joining the club. You guys are really smart about this science stuff, but I know New York. And I can borrow a car from my uncle. That the vehicle was gonna be a hearse. It's a Cadillac! Let's go. Let's go. Oh, oh. Did you I'm wanna? Sorry. sorry. I'll let you. I'll let you. Next time. Okay. Someone is creating a device that amplifies paranormal activity. And we might be the only ones who can stop it. Holtzman, come on! The hat is too much, right? Is it the wig or the hat? Bigger picture at hand here. These ghosts can possess the human form. Oh, hell no, the devil is a liar! Get out of my friend, ghost! Ow, that's gonna leave a mark! The Ball? Ball, can they watch it again? Okay. Show it again. I can literally, I can literally feel Paul and Ivan and Katie going, oh, thank God. Okay, I want to reintroduce not only Ivan Reitman and Paul Feig, but also the co-writer of the movie who also worked with Paul on The Heat. She's a former writer for Mad TV and Parks and Recreation. Please welcome Ivan Reitman, Paul Feig, and Katie Dippold. Are you relieved, Paul? Oh, thank God. Thank you, guys. <laughs> uh, ladies, gentlemen, oh my God, this is so very kind of you. I appreciate it. Uh, I love that you got excited when you saw the hardware. I'm such a hardware nut. <laughs> There's some cool hardware in this. <laughs> I mean, obviously, what you've managed to do is capture the spirit of the original movie, but bring it 30 years, bring it today, keep it, make it fresh and make it feel new. How did you do that? What was your vision for this? Well, I mean, when I first uh, talked to Katie about it, what, the first thing Katie said it was, it was, you know, we're both such big fans of the original movie, was I want to make sure that I want to see things. I, I don't want to go in and not see things that I would... I'm, I'm not wording it correct. No, I just, it was really important to both of us to make sure we capture the heart of what we love so much about the original. Like That was like the most important thing. Yeah. But then it was really important to Paul to still bring something new so there's, it didn't just feel like another reboot, you know, just to really combine the two. Yeah, and again, Katie was very much like, you know, like I would be bummed if I didn't see the Ecto-1, if I didn't see the Proton, you know, all this stuff. And so we wanted to make sure we, we, 
we give those nods, but then we kind of make them our own. We give them their own original origin story and, and kind of play with that. So you'll see that when you see the movie, there's, there's a lot of things that you'll be happy you see, but they're coming at you in a slightly different way that will hopefully be, be fun. Can you give us all just a quick snapshot of the four, the four leading ladies? Yeah, well, I mean, it was really important to us to to make them scientists because that's what I, I love about the first one. It's such, the idea of the the Ivan and Dan and, and and Harold had of of you know people fighting the paranormal with science, funny people on top of it, uh, it just really resonated with us. And so we really wanted to make sure that we treated these as, as scientists. And so we have you know uh, Aaron's character played by um, Kristen Wiig is a she's a particle physicist, and uh, and then. Um, Melissa's character, basically, she, she's a expert in the paranormal. She was studying it her whole life. And then uh, Holtzman is a nuclear engineer who, who does this stuff, who creates their inventions. And then you have uh, Leslie Jones, who joins the team because she's she knows New York really well. And so she's kind of their guide through New York. And she also is part of a ghost sighting in the beginning. It was also important for us to have the everyman, like in the original, because uh, we talked to so many physicists trying to download us on science. <laughs> and uh, I would just listen to people talk and just be like, what? What are you saying to me? And so it's just, for me, it's just like, in the original, it's so fun to see that person that I relate to, like, listening to these three nerdy scientists and just, you know. I just want to say that what's wonderful is, you know, people love the original quartet. Mm. uh, And it's very tough to sort of come up with that kind of combination. And uh, the most amazing thing for me when I stepped on the set and saw the four of them you know, walk down. I, I've often talked about the moment that I saw the original Ghostbusters walk down Madison Avenue the first time, first day of shooting, and there was this little tingle in my back, and I said, oh, this is special. There's just something about the iconography of it. And I really got, honestly, the same feeling when I saw these four women. There was no issue of gender. It was really, oh, my God, there's something really unique about these four together. I think uh, Paul did an extraordinary job in putting this group together and you can all you can see it in just two and a half minutes that there's something really startling about those four together that make that contribute to what is become what was so lovely about the first movie did it help that you have these women who because of snl you know three cast members and one frequent host that they've worked together so much in so many different permutations and so many different sketches did that help shorthand wise nothing is better in a movie than when your cast has a relationship with each other i mean that's what we did on bridesmaids while we cast um kristen and and maya as best friends because they are truly best friends and so with this i will say when we wrote this we didn't write it with any actors in mind we just kind of wanted to get these characters right and then it was about two months of me going like okay who are the perfect people for this? And Melissa was never a shoe, and everybody thinks Melissa's a shoe. <laughs> she was not. It was because I was like, I just got to get four very distinct personalities for this. And I know so many funny, funny people, you know, and especially funny women. And uh, so it was a good two months of, I mean, if you could see some of the lists of the people, <laughs> it was crazy. But he's like, but who compliments each other? And so by the time we arrived at this, you know, Kristen's kind of this vulnerable comedian. And then Melissa's, you know, she's, she's just a headstrong comedian. And then you've got Kate, who's just the, the weirdo nut who just anything. She's like, where did that come from? And then Leslie is just this powerhouse who comes at you. And the four just mix so well. And it was really fun even just figuring out what role they were going to play. And, and uh, 
So they just, their chemistry is great. Kind of one thing. I also think a key thing is the director's relationship with the cast. Like you and Melissa and Kristen have a shorthand that's really magical to watch. And I have to imagine that how it was, how it was with you guys in the original of you. And yeah. Well, I had worked with Bill first on, on Meatballs and then on Stripes. I actually did a stage show with him and, and with Harold. And so there we went back. And I think exactly what you're talking about, that kind of shorthand especially when you're using improvisational comedy along with a very tight script to sort of create freshness at the moment. It really helps to know the cast and know that you can count on them because they're smart and that they're writers as well as just being really good performers. Yeah, And, and they're so funny. In, in the movie, Kristen and Melissa's characters are old friends, and then... Uh, Kate and Leslie come to the team new, and so it was actually fun, that dynamic. Even though they'd all worked together before, Kristen and Melissa are very close. And and Kate and Leslie were a new energy for them, so it actually, it just, it, the actual dynamics from the script are portrayed in real life on the screen, so it's, it's fun. You know, we've all heard stories about how the, the first Ghostbusters was kind of this under-the-radar thing that you guys felt like you were filming and no one knew about it, and you, the actors would walk around New York City and no one would blink an eye. This one had so much attention put on it from the get-go. What was that like for all of you to be writing and prepping and filming this movie under such intense scrutiny? It was great. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. Just, you know, we felt like we could just do whatever we yeah, want. Yeah, yeah. Want to be. <laughs> A lot of happiness from the public. Uh, Can I just say, I am so happy for today, like, to have you guys here applauding the trailer. Like, this man has, like, put himself out there, like, getting the worst <laughs> tweets. You've got it, too. I have gotten some, too. I've gotten some, too. So, like, to see this, like, warm energy from the fans, I know means so much to him. He's been thinking about you guys first and foremost. So, this is really light. Oh, really that's nice. As have you. <laughs> no, it was... Thanks, you guys. I mean, it's really... Again, like I said at the beginning, it, this comes from such a pure place because, you know, this thing that, that you guys created, this idea, is such a great idea. And when when Ivan was talking to me about it, then when Amy Pascal was, was talking about it, it was just like, you go like, this is such an amazing franchise that had two amazing movies, but it could be could just keep going. There's so many things you can do with it. And it seems... It just seemed terrible to just kind of keep it leave it in a box and yet at the same time there was something exciting about the idea of like let's bring it to a new generation but let this team kind of see an origin story of them i did i, I didn't you know, I, I know some people are kind of like why is it not a re why is it not a sequel instead of a reboot i didn't like personally the idea of them being handed technology here's how to do this i want to see it developed and, and you know and i love again i'm such a, a tech tech head man it's so cool to see all these proton packs in the front i'm just completely geeking out uh, uh who's got the slime thrower is that, that was yeah that, that was awesome by the way beautiful work i think also one other reason to do it this way was it's just like it's today's modern times like science scientists don't really believe in the paranormal anymore you know so to say that ghosts have existed for the past 30 years it's just a different world and in the original it's so fun when ghosts unleash upon the city for the first time it's just such a fun thing we didn't want to skip over it you know? yeah we like the idea that today's world where you know there's all these ghost shows ghost hunters and stuff but you're like are they crazy are they not you know and so into this world in our world today if suddenly like a ghost appeared that would be a phenomenal event that would be, uh, to me, a little lesson of like, oh, yeah, that happened 30, that happened a while ago. But I don't know. Anyway, that was just my 
Before I uh, open it up to you all, because I'm sure you've got questions for these three, I want to know what were, for you, Katie and Paul, what were the kind of touchstone elements and moments that you knew you just had to have? You mentioned the weaponry, which obviously got everybody excited. What were the couple things that you knew just had to be in there? I'm scared to answer this because I'll spoil everything. Yeah, exactly. So no spoilers. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, obviously, you see Slimer makes a quick appearance. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly because you can't do Ghostbusters without Slimer. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, I don't want to give stuff away because we do it in a fun way, but it, it's just, you know, you know the iconography. You know the things that you love the most. Let's just say most of them show up in in one way or another. Uh, but again, with in a way that will hopefully be surprising or where you're not expecting it. So, uh, yeah. It's also cool what you did with the theme song riff, just to do it in that piano way at the beginning. That was very, very cool for the track. Yeah, and, and the kudos to uh, Sony and the amazing... Uh, Mike and uh, Susie, who uh, really headed that up and did a great job. It's exciting. I mean, you know, the first time I heard that music, especially with the orchestrated version of it, I completely broke down. (laughs) It just, like, choked me up so much. Uh, Yeah, isn't it cool? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's firing on all cylinders on this, again, because everybody working on this has such a love and respect of this project and of the property. uh, You know, so there's no cynicism involved with this project at all. Trust me. All right, so you guys certainly have questions about this movie. So we've got representatives from Sony on either side of the of your aisle there with microphones. So raise your hand and they'll get you a, a mic. Before we begin. Yeah. Is this on? Okay. Yeah, I have to say something for these guys. I have to say something for what you've done. It was very much, I think, a linchpin in this whole handing of the torch, new generation situation, that Mr. Reitman asked Eric to reach out. Eric has done an unbelievable job of reaching out to the right people. Okay? Yay, Eric. Here, here. Show yourself. Stand up, Eric. Where are you? It's, it's a new world. There he is. Social media has changed the way things work. There are some voices out there that through the illusion that social media creates seem to make themselves louder than they really are. And Eric knew the right fans to talk to. Positive fans with open minds, ready to embrace the passing of the torch. And so I think this effort, we can never thank you enough for including us. Because there was a dark age where we sort of carried the torch for so many years, visiting children's hospitals, um, making public appearances, going out in public where one kid knows what it is because their mom and dad showed them. And the other one, like, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> and then here we are. And I think you could not have picked a better method to open these doors and go on to the next phase of what this franchise will become. So thank you so much. Thank you for thank saying you. that. Thank you. And we really do love you guys. We really, what you do with this property just means everything to us. Now, if I get a little bit greedy, I'm going to ask a personal question about the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a big score guy. I'm a big musical guy. What can you tell us about the composing, uh, original Ray Parker Jr. or Elmer Bernstein, themes we may or may not hear. What are we going to hear in those last phases of development where music is applied to your art? Well, you're definitely going to hear the Ghostbusters song because <laughs> you can't do Ghostbusters without that song. Um, we're playing not only with the original one, which it would be a crime not to hear that somewhere, but also some new versions of it. And then Teddy Shapiro, who's done my last two, uh, last did Spy with me, is who's one of the best composers I know, is is doing an amazing theme, and we're really playing with a lot of different 
themes. I just want this to be big, spooky, gothic, cool, and uh, he's doing an amazing job. So I, I think I think you'll be very pleased when you hear what we're doing with the score of this and, and, and just playing with a lot of different things that are appropriate for each moment to help, you know, make each moment work the best. Who's got the other mic? Yep. Hi. Uh, thanks for taking time out today to uh, to show us the trailer, talk to you about it. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the Hi. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, can you tell us a little bit about the uh, the design of the ghosts? I really like the the look of them and what types of ghosts you wanted to to include. It does seem like the almost like the history of New York seems to be kind of coming in there with the the looks of the ghosts. Can you just talk about sort of the look? Of the yeah, ghosts? I mean, I I really you know again being such a science nut, uh, I wanted these ghosts to be what I always consider ghosts to be, which is dead people <laughs> coming back. And uh, so even though we play with that and there's other types of ghosts in it that we really we have fun with sort of what comes up, I wanted to keep the main ghost to be basically humanoid. But again, you're going to get every kind. But especially for the early interactions with the Ghostbusters and the, and the, the Supernatural, um, it also comes from me wanting to, on the set, I don't want my actors acting with tennis balls, you know, as they do in so many of these CGI movies. And so, like, uh, Bess Rouse, who plays the first ghost who Ecto projects all over uh, Kristen, that, you know, that was her in this LED suit with that dress with these LEDs and on this hoist, this kind of, like, you know, thing that kind of picked her up and pushed her forward. And then with our CGI team, we go in and then play with that look. But we're playing with a, and I, with a ghost imagery that I don't think has really been done before. And it's really scientifically based, uh, you know, I mean, after the science of ghosts, but, you know, just the idea of sort of, yeah, exactly, how the, the aura is coming off of them and the particulates that are coming off and how much that are they dissolving in, in, in you know, in the real, in, in air and in the real world and all that. So we play with that a lot. But, but you're going to see all types of ghosts in it. But, um, you know, it was really important to me to have that sort of, you know, real ghost quality to it. Okay. Where's the other mic? Oh, she's got it. This is like the Donahue show. And that's an old reference. Hello. <laughs> I think he was on when the first movie came out. <laughs> Hi, guys. I just want to say thank you because 20 plus years waiting for that. That was fantastic. Great oh, to see. Um, Katie, this is the first time we've had a chance to hear from you a lot on this film. And improv factored so much into the originals. How did improv factor into this film as well with the fluidity of what was happening on set? Uh, well, fortunately, they're all amazing improvisers. Uh, as a writer, you can feel very good, but you want as much help as possible. <laughs> and there, uh, so I feel like there's also like an energy. Like they would say something on set and then me and Paul would see what direction they're going in. There's like a collaboration, like even within the scene, you know, like, you know, you'll try something and then like Melissa will throw something out there and you think, oh man, that's really funny direction. So then you'll throw in an alt, you know, pitch a joke and then Paul will pitch jokes. So it's all, it's just kind of just all happening in the moment. Yeah. But Katie, you know, Katie's there the entire time and she's got these, we do this thing with post-it notes or basically she'll sit and scribble in jokes. And so I'm, as I'm at the monitor doing stuff like post-it notes are getting handed to me like, that's funny. That's okay. Say this, say that. <laughs> and it is, it's a real free for all, but that's what's so great is you build this energy in the moment because, you know, we kill ourselves to make sure the script is great going in. But again, it's just a blueprint. And even though it's yeah. funny, if 
everything fell apart that day, you'd still have that. But it's in those moments. That's when the magic happens. And, and as Ivan knows, you know, making comedies is all about capturing lightning in a bottle. And you want things to happen for the first time because that's the funniest time it happens, you know. And even that last line about the power of Patty compels you came out of like, oh, wait, you don't, oh, like, it just kind of came out of nowhere. Like, say that, okay, and then bam, and then like the one time. <laughs> and it's hilarious. Yeah, Harold Ramis used to say, the last draft of the script is written on the set. Mm-hmm. That it's mm-hmm. it's not that it's just people are making up stuff willy-nilly, although it does happen. Um, it's just what is done with a, a good director like Paul, it gets focused so that it's not just anything anybody wants to say. It gets The scene gets rebuilt with these new materials, and then it gets increased, and, uh, and, and coverage goes with it so that it's... It really becomes the screenplay. Yeah. You know, we always try to, you know, whenever we can, try to shoot both, you know, all people at the same time. So when they surprise somebody with somebody else, it's on screen for the first time. Because there's nothing worse than, you know, you're shooting one direction. Somebody knocks off the funniest joke ever behind the camera. You're like, can you do that again? And it's just never the same. So it's we're just always trying to capture that. Okay, right here. I want to thank you all for coming here and giving an opportunity to carry this generations forward. Um, I'm from the Bay Area Ghostbuster group, and I wanted to show you. This was my son's uniform 30 years ago when the picture came out. And Slimer's on it. All the guys are on top of the, the Cadillac. And, and, and this little outfit he wore when he was five years old. Nice. Uh, Yay. <laughs> and when you talked about the visuals of bringing, you know, we've got, you've got the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, and you've got the Slimer, and you've got the visuals there that kids remember and and when we do the ghostbuster groups you see people looking for these things and these symbols so similarly when you picked um slimer for example to repeat as one of the memorabilia bringing forward to carry the next generation through um did you have thoughts specifically to other characters that are going to come forward particular ghosts that are going to be focused on within the movie itself in the next next movie oh for all going forward um well, you know, I mean, you know, once they once they appear, they can always reappear since they're ghosts, which is always nice. <laughs> yeah, so you know, I mean, it, it, we're so focused on this one right now, but but I mean, it, it's yeah, it, the Ghostbusters universe is just such a great universe, and I know you know Ivan and Ghost Corps is is preparing a lot of more a lot more stuff. You know, what's interesting is you don't really know when we you know we thought Slimer Slimer was really as you may have heard. When Dan Aykroyd did the very ver- first treatment of this, this is prior to the, the the two weeks we all spent together writing the script, you know, he thought it was going to be a, a vehicle for Belushi and himself. And when Belushi passed away, while we were working on this draft, we just sort of humorously referred to him as the sort of Belushi ghost. And we didn't quite know what that meant, but we know he was going to eat a lot. And um, But we never thought, like, Slimer was going to be a continuing kind of iconographic character that was going to stick with Ghostbusters. We, uh, but we didn't even expect the success that we had, frankly. So uh, the fact that here we are talking about Slimer and, and being happy that he's in the new movie is really kind of a wonderful uh, surprise. And I'm sure there's going to be characters like that that they're not, none of us are thinking about that are in uh, this version of it that hopefully will have the same kind of staying power. We've got time for a couple more. Who's got the mic? Okay. Hi. 
Hi. Uh, since, since online there's obviously been some scrutiny about the decision to make the, uh, the cast women, um, could you comment on, A, what you think of that, and B, how you're planning to address that in the trailer and other marketing? We don't. It's really, it's, we, I, you know, the first movie worked because it had four of the funniest people. <laughs> and, they, yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I just want the funniest people. And, and the funniest people I happen to know are, are these women. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, yeah, it should never be about that. And, again, seeing grace there and all these other people all these other girls and you know and women who are you know pictures from comic cons and all this of you know with the orange stripes and stuff it, it's i just think it's great ghostbusters are for everybody and uh i also like this story if you placed men in those characters like you could you could do it it's like pretty genderless i'm just happy that's not the case because i think these are the four funniest people like paul said okay hi uh, first off, thank you for creating what I'm pretty sure inspired everybody in this room to do this, Ivan. Um, second, my question was, how important was it to kind of avoid cliches from the first movie for you going into this movie, like to not kind of repeat stuff? You know? I, I mean, this was really their vision, and it was I thought it was my job really to just warn them when I thought they were going over the line one way or the other, uh, which is just to... Um, to perhaps do something that I thought would be insulting to the original film, which they did not do, but I thought it was my job to make sure. <laughs> and, and at the same time, just sort of say, hey, that's really cool. Did you think of that? And just so I don't know if that answers your question. But. Put in one word how you're feeling right this very second. Oh, what, All three of you, now that, now that, that, oh. we've, now that we've done this. Uh, relieved for the moment because <laughs> it goes out to the world tomorrow <laughs> moment of peace yes exactly i'm confident nice well i thank you katie paul and ivan for being here and thank you all for coming from thousands of miles away to be here thanks thank you, you everybody thank you. you guys are the best really thanks everybody Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, 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 go stoppers. stoppers. I'm sorry, we'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. Too. And Twitter accounts. Print is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for... The Ghostbusters. Interdimensional Crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Who you gonna call? Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. That used to be one of my two favorite shows. You're kidding me. Oh, great. What was the other one? Fastmaster. Everything you're doing is bad. I want you to know this. Next week, though, Hairless Pets. Weird.